Welcome to episode 16 of Early Stoppage. I'm your host, Derek Moody, and on today's show, I spoke with LFA Bantamweight contender Casey Kinney. We talked about him walking away from a wrestling scholarship, his experiences being on Dana White's Contender Series, and his recent victory at LFA 44 against Roman Salazar. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So joining me today is current LFA Bantamweight contender, Casey Kinney. Welcome to Early Stoppage. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on the show. No problem. Hey, I like to start the show off by getting to know the person behind the fighter. So we'll kick this off with some random questions and work our way back to MMA. Sounds like a plan. All right. What's your favorite genre of music? Uh, you know, I normally listen to some rap, hip hop, that type of stuff. Do you have a favorite rapper? Ah, uh, man, dude. Uh, I like them all, but... Uh, you know, I've listen, been listening to uh, some Rolling Papers too by Wiz Khalifa uh, the last couple of days, and uh, you know he may uh, he may be up there. Yeah, my brother just put me on that one too. Yeah, I, you know, I, I listened to him like when he came out with Rolling Papers one and the Cushion OJ stuff. So uh, it's cool to listen to some of his other stuff. Yeah, definitely, I agree. Uh, what's your favorite TV show? I would probably have to say, man, I really like The Ultimate Fighter, dude. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big Ultimate Fighter fan, you know. I I like any reality type TV show, especially with fighting. Okay, cool. Uh, what's your favorite cheat meal? Ooh, uh, man, I'm probably gonna have to go with a bacon cheeseburger and French fries. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's your biggest fear? Man, I'm terrified of snakes. Okay. <laughs> And you're out in Arizona, so this guy. I know, dude. I know. Uh, I, I don't like them, but I mean, I haven't came across them. You know, I had to go trail running and stuff, and uh, I've been lucky. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, what's the worst injury you ever suffered? Uh, shoot, man. Uh, I tore my ACL and my meniscus, all in the same type of injury. Name two of your hobbies. Uh, let's see, shoot, fighting pretty much takes all of it, but, uh, <laughs> what else do I like to do? Uh, you know, I like to go, I like to go hiking, man. I've been uh, picking up some new, uh, like mountain biking type stuff. So we'll, we'll go with those. Uh, what are you currently addicted to? Ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Good vanilla or chocolate chip, either one. And what's your favorite sport aside from mixed martial arts? Man. I'd have to go with, uh, I'd probably say football. Football's up there, you know. Um, really, all the sports that involve mixed martial arts are up there too, but we'll, we'll go away from fighting. Uh, we'll say football. Okay. What's your favorite football team? Uh, I have to go with the Steelers. You know, I'm not, I can't say I'm a huge Steelers fan, but my, my dad grew up in the 70s. Like, he lived in Pittsburgh for probably like six, seven years when they won all their championships and stuff. So he was a diehard Pittsburgh fan, so I kind of was born into it. Now, if you weren't a mixed martial artist, what would you be? Man, I'd probably be working like some random nine-to-five job, got a random degree, you know. Uh, probably nothing exciting, that's for sure. Now, what sport did you get involved with first, judo or wrestling? Uh, judo, uh, when I was five. Um, how old were you when you got into wrestling? I was eight when I started wrestling. How many years did you compete in judo? Let's see. 19, like 13 years. All right. And, and what was your biggest accomplishment within the sport? 
man, I won, um, well, overall between those years, I won like nine, uh, national titles and then, uh, won a few, uh, junior U S open, which is kind of like nationals plus, uh, like North, uh, South America, Central America, and some European countries. I won that tournament twice. So, uh, the junior U.S. Open and then the national tournament. So I, uh, I think it was nine times. Those two would definitely have to be up there. Now, what was most memorable about your wrestling career? Uh, man, I would have to say uh, wrestling in the state finals uh, my junior year. Uh, at, uh, it used to be Conseco Fieldhouse where the Pacers play, but now it's, it's uh, Banker's Life, I believe. And, uh, you know, they shut off all the lights and you wrestle under a big spotlight. And the, the Indiana wrestling, high school wrestling uh, – state finals is huge man i think there's like ten thousand people there so that would probably have to be uh that'd have to be the one that's bigger than some recent ufc events yeah man it's uh it's huge because uh they only have one like state tournament you know all all the classes go into one and uh, they don't have like the class wrestling where they separate it now you walked away from a full ride scholarship how long did it take for you to decide on walking away from it uh man uh it took a little while but i just uh i knew i wanted to come fight and uh, you know i i seemed to have everything that i wanted but uh there was something else out there you know didn't feel right so it was time to go uh chase a dream now how did your parents handle you walking away from the scholarship <laughs> not very good at all you know my mom kind of she understood when I, you know, I talked to her. My dad, he didn't care. He, you know, he thought I was an idiot. But uh, <laughs> that's changed now. Now, what was the wrestling coach's reaction to you turning down the opportunity to wrestle there? I had already started like wrestling there, so I was on my sophomore year. Basically, kind of over the summer, I had to tell him that I wasn't going to be coming back. Moving to Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you have any regrets leaving Indiana to go to Arizona? You know, I, I haven't, man. It's it's never felt better. The day I got on that plane, I knew I was doing the right thing. And uh, yeah, you know, I miss some friends and family, but you know, I've I've caught it. I still, you know, I go back there see friends. Friends come see me. My parents live in Tucson now. Um, they just moved out here in November, so uh, you know, it's it's all working out, man. And uh, I can always go back to school. Is the way I looked at it. You know, fighting's I only got a few years. Well, so many years, I should say. I agree. That's a great way of looking at it. Now, how did you get into MMA? I started watching like UFC shows, you know, uh, with the uh, friends in high school and stuff. And uh, my, after I graduated my senior year, uh, there was a small promotion that came to uh, my hometown. And, uh, you know, there was like no commission or anything then. I didn't even like wrap my hands. I decided to call my, I knew the guy putting it on, decided to call him like three days before I got talked into him by some friends. And they sent me up with a fight. And three days later, here I was in the cage, no hand wraps on, with MMA gloves on. And uh, it, it worked out, man. I, I won by su – I knocked the guy out with a suplex in, like, 50 seconds. Uh, it's actually on YouTube. Um, you can check it out if you want. It's, pre pre it's pretty good. Now, how much training did you have prior to taking that fight? I mean, I just did judo and wrestling. And, I mean, I'd box with some friends and stuff. But uh, striking or MMA, I'd never really – you know, I've been in a couple fights did some like what we called UFC and down in the basement with some friends and little gloves, but nothing, uh, no actual training. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it all worked out. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. I actually has, I had my first two amateur fights in Indiana, just like that. Uh, I went to college for my freshman year and then fought in the summer after my freshman year in that same little show. Uh, 
knew a little bit more this time, but still hadn't done any, you know, I just went and wrestled. I'd never done any mixed martial arts training. And, uh, I won that fight too. This guy had like probably like 10 amateur fights. Um, but I just took him down. Well, he tried to take me down and stuff did, did some ground and pound and that was that. Now, do you remember the first MMA fight you ever saw? Well, the last one I remember, the first one I remember, like big one would have to be like Matt Hughes and uh, George St. Pierre for, you know, right when George GSP was coming up and Matt Hughes was uh, the man, you know, I know I watched him before, but I can't remember any, uh, any classics before. Um, but that's, a, that's one that uh, strikes my mind. That was a good one. How many gyms did you try out before going to Rise Combat Sports? Actually, when I first moved to Tucson, Rise wasn't even open. I went to Apex uh, Mixed Martial Arts and then um, basically signed up for a trial class. And then that was when the ACL and the meniscus happened. So I moved all the way across the country in the first week. Uh, blew out my knee. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> shit got real. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Now, how often do you cross-train at other gyms? You know, I started, uh, I'd been from time to time with uh, Chris Cariasso, and he was kind of ending his career. You know, he went around. Uh, he's got a gym in San Francisco we go to from time to time. I started going to the lab during the Contender Series, training with uh, or CJ Hamilton, the very first Contender Series fight. I started going to the lab with, for that camp just to kind of get some different looks and stuff. Really just to go spar, you know, I do all my other stuff uh, at Rise still. What was your experience like at the UFC uh, Performance Institute? Oh, man, it was great, dude. Like, that's top of the top of the notch uh, facility. You know, they got, like, everything you could think of. And, uh, you know, uh, when I got some training in there, uh, basically, like, uh, Brad Tavares and the Extreme Couture guys were running a wrestling program – or not wrestling class. And uh, my friend and I just kind of jumped in on it. Uh, we knew some guys there. Um, so it was good, man. I just got to spend like one day for this last fight there. I've been there a handful of times when I was doing the contender series stuff, but never really did any actual training during the contender series. Now, speaking of the contender series, how did you end up on the contender series the first time you were on the show? Um, I, my manager just called me and said, Hey dude, you got a shot. Uh, I wouldn't pass this one up. And of course not. Um, you know, he'd been talking to Mick and, uh, Sean, um, so they they uh they really liked me and you know I was on the verge of I was kind of one of their guys that they were you know thinking about so um got I was on like the second seat or second episode of uh the contender series yeah now you, you were on the the second week of the 2017 season and you won by unanimous decision did you feel you did enough to earn a UFC contract the first time I thought maybe so but it wasn't my most exciting fight I mean it was an exciting fight but you know I, I won a decision um it was a little, in my eyes. It was a little sloppy. Kind of gassed out there towards the end. Um, you know, I was uh, was battling an injury at the time, um, but you know, it was no excuse. I, I, and that night, uh, Sean O'Malley kind of stole the show. So even uh, there was another head kick knockout. I think that night that didn't get a contract either. So uh, the first time it was, it was kind of you know it is what it is. Okay, how much pressure did you feel fighting in front of Dana, Sean, and, and Mick? It was uh it was definitely uh, nerve wracking, but it was it was like any other fight, you know. Once the bell rang, like, you know, uh, I know I had uh, I kind of came out strong and was like, I'm getting this contract. Come here, I'm trying to knock you out. <laughs> now, after the fight, did you speak to any of those three? Not the first time. The second time, I did. Now, how did you get on the show the second time? Uh, um, Adam Antolin's opponent fell out, and they needed a replacement, and. and uh, 
obviously after my win, I was, you know, top, uh, top call for that. So, um, definitely took it second chance to go uh, prove that I was in when you fought Adam Antolin um, on your second time around you lost an extremely close split decision now what were your immediate thoughts after the fight oh uh, man can can they give a loser a contract still because I didn't lose that fight <laughs> <laughs> so it, it again it is what it is but that was your only career loss between amateur and pro what did you learn in that loss don't leave it up to the judges but unfortunately i have a few times after so um you know definitely not trying to but hey it happens now after that fight did you have any contact with dana white uh yeah he actually met us at the cage it was like the only fight on the contender series he got up and met the guys at the cage and he's just like i'm so uh he didn't say it at the cage i talked to him in the back too but uh basically he was like i'm sorry man you, you won that fight you know uh, don't leave it to the judges because they, they stole the fight and the contract from you tonight. It was tough, you know. Now, I don't know if anyone's been on the show three times, but are you trying to get back on the show for a third time to see if the third time's a charm? Hey, man, if they uh, if they want to bring me back, so be it. I'm I'm just down to fight, you know. Uh, I think, uh, well, you know, whatever fight comes next, whether they need a replacement on the Contender Series or, uh, you know, because I think they already got it booked for the most part. Uh, I don't know if they're doing many flyweights, but, you know, I'll show up flyweight, bantamweight, doesn't matter. Um, but uh, we'll see. Maybe an LFA fight or chasing that LFA belt, too. Now, you recently fought at LFA 44 and you were victorious, so congratulations on that. Thanks, man. How many fights do you have left on your LFA contract? Uh, so they're just all single uh, single fights. Um, so I don't, I'm not in any long-term deals with uh, LFA. Out of everyone I've been speaking to, they, they seem to think that these are the best contracts because it leaves that door open for something that, that could be big, whether it's contender series, going to Bellator, you know, UFC, whatever it may be. They seem to think these 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 one and done contracts seem to be the best way to go about it. How do you feel about that? Yeah, you know, I do unless uh you know, unless you're like overseas or like, you know, Combates Americas, like if you're, you know, uh, you know, Latin American and uh you got a good following they'll pay you pretty well. It's it's not too bad to get in. But, you know, UFC is where it's at. Everyone wants to be there. And, you know, LFAs, uh, they do – or they, they kind of know that. You know, their their job is to be the feeder organization, and they're okay with that, which is, is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, you were the co-main event at LFA 44, and you were victorious. So is there any possible news on you headlining your next fight? Uh, not yet. I know they want me to fight uh, um, the Cuban guy, Perez, for uh, the flyweight belt. Um, that's I don't know when um, if it'll be the main event, but normally you know belt fights are main event, co-main event, so um, definitely definitely there. Okay, so you'd be going back down to flyweight now. How hard is that weight cut for you at making flyweight? Uh, I can make it, man. Uh, it's definitely a cut, you know. Um, um just got to diet right, cut the water out, and then uh definitely make it now majority of your fights have been at flyweight so i was i was shocked that you went up to bantamweight what was the reasoning for going up to bantamweight for this recent fight um you know uh it, it is a cut so anytime uh, i can take a fight at you know 30 or bantamweight i'm always down and uh, i went through a lot of opponents back in january for lfa so i, I told them either one 25 35 let me know and this was the first guy they sent me so uh, I thought it was a good good fight. Now, if you get that flyweight, if you get that flyweight title fight and you win that belt, are you going to stick with flyweight or are you going to try to go up and try to get the bantamweight one as well? 
we'll see. Uh, I definitely got some business to take care of at Flyway. You know, uh, I, I'm kind of, I want I want to come after Demetrius. You know, he's uh, he's the pound for pound best, and that, that's where uh, that's where I'm coming. Hopefully, he sticks around long enough. You know, I I think he will because I really think he's he's uh, trying to be legendary. You know, he already has a record, but I think he wants it to extend so far that it's unreachable. Right. Exactly. After your fight against Salazar, Pat Militich thought Salazar slightly won the match against you. After watching the fight, what were your thoughts on the fight? Um, after watching, the, I just actually got the video a couple of days ago. Uh, I thought for sure I won the first two rounds. You know, uh, I, I like Pat; he's a good guy, but uh, you know, he—I don't know what he was thinking on that first round. Um, you know, it was close, but you know, he didn't. I watched the fight, and, you know, Salazar did throw some combos, but, man, he didn't do much besides, like, try to hold me or, you know, his combos were – they didn't do anything. You know, not that I landed a whole – I landed some good shots, you know, but when my shots landed, they definitely did stuff. Who's had the biggest impact on your career? Uh, that'd have to be Chris Carriasso for sure. Has he helped you more on the mental side or more on the, the skill development side? Man, both. <laughs> He's, uh, you know – uh, when I first got into it, you know, he was on the end of his career. Uh, I ended up fighting, you know, for the flyweight belt. I was there for all that good stuff, uh, all the training, you know, his training partner along the way. Uh, so, you know, not only the physical side, but just the mental preparation, everything, you know, just mimicking what he does. And, uh, you know, now that uh, he was my coach then, I mean, now that he's full-time coach, uh, you know, he's the go-to guy. You know, he always uh, – has some advice for me. So uh, definitely both. And he's holding pads and sparring and grappling. You know, he's doing it all. He's a, he's a true veteran. He's got, you know, he's been around for a while. So he, he knows the ins and outs of the business, you know, especially being, you know, at UFC for that time period. Who would your dream fight be against out of anyone in any of these different organizations? Would it be Demetrius Johnson? That would be the dream fight for sure. Now, if you got that fight, how do you think it would go? Man, uh... We'll see. Uh, definitely got some work to do, but um, I think I'd do a good job of defending his takedowns, and uh, I think I'd give him some problems on the feet. I think, uh, you know, uh, pretty quick and explosive, and um, I, think I'd, I think I'd hang in there pretty well. Yeah, one thing I um, – I don't know if you saw his, his two losses that he has. His loss against Dominic Cruz, one thing that helped Cruz out was he was able to hold Demetrius down. That's been almost impossible for most people. Do you think you'd be able to keep him down if you got him down? Yeah, I think uh, – I mean, he's he's tough, man. I'll give him that. But uh, I think, uh, my you know, my grappling would hold up, that's for sure. If I got him down, I can hold on. We'll see how uh, Cejudo does. I think uh, I think Cejudo's the man to take him down too. So, But I don't know if he can hold him. His, his jiu-jitsu control is not, not as clean as mine, I don't think. Yeah, I think Cejudo definitely has to go back to that wrestling base in this fight. He – I think the standing is not going to do it this time around. He's definitely got to try to get him down. Demetrius is too slick on his feet. How can your fans stay up to date with you on social media? Uh, you can follow me uh, at CKMMA125 on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And then also uh, Casey Kenny uh, on Facebook. Well, hey, I appreciate you being on Early Stoppers today. Congrats on your recent win. And hopefully Demetrius Johnson is around long enough for you to go over there. Hey, man, uh, I hope so, too. I uh, appreciate you having me on the show, man. Okay, and that'll wrap up today's show with Casey Kenny. Until next time, 